Welcome to The Treason Show, a podcast about truth and reason. I'm your host, Sarah Spleef, and this is the week of July 16th. Alright, so earlier this week, our serious subject of the week was the Fermi Paradox. And now the random subject of the week is dumb names for team sports, because there are no shortage of those. So let's get into it. Today's episode is sponsored by Roger Christofferson's Ass Plasties. Whether you're looking for tight, plump, or fucking huge, Roger Christofferson's Ass Plasties has you covered. We are the largest certified implant specialists in the Northern Hemisphere and can guarantee your satisfaction or... Wait, what? Oh, they're guaranteeing your dissatisfaction. Alright, got it. We guarantee you won't be satisfied, so after your first implant, we will be sure to automatically book your second appointment in six months so you can be on your way to the body you've always dreamed of. Offer not valid in the Southern Hemisphere. Alright, so if you've ever watched sports, you know that sometimes the names that some teams have are pretty ridiculous and stupid. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I also have a special little list of funny baseball players' names that I wrote up. Um, so we'll be sharing, I'll be sharing that as well. But we'll start in the NBA. We'll start with basketball. And I'm just going to kind of go through some of the team names that I think are really stupid. And we'll go from there. So first, we have the Los Angeles Lakers. Everybody knows about them. And... This team name makes absolutely no fucking sense because they moved from Minnesota originally, but they kept the name, which is what happens with a lot of these team names. They just moved and now their name doesn't make any sense. But even if it did make sense, like what what is a Laker? Is that somebody who enjoys lakes? Is it a lake goer? Is it a boat enthusiast? What? What? Why would you want your team to be named after that? Wouldn't almost anything else be better? I mean, a Laker? Like, that's one step away from being a ponder. I'm actually more of a streamist. Los Angeles is remarkably bad at team names, by the way. Pretty much all of their teams are are going to be talked about today. I don't, I don't know what happened. I don't know why it is that all of their team names are so dumb. And it's not just because I don't like Los Angeles. I mean, that doesn't help, but it's they, they didn't do this right. They did some things right. This is not one of the things that they did right. All right. Next, we have the New York Knickerbockers, called the New York Knicks for short. And Knickerbockers is unique, don't get me wrong, but... Knickerbocker just means New Yorker, so we're basically calling them the New York New Yorkers. And, well, that's just silly. Yeah, I'm from New York. I'm a New Yorker. First name New, last name York. Call me New York. I like the New York Yankees. I like the New York Knickerbockers. I like the New York Yorkers. I'm a New Yorker. I like New York. I'm from New York. My name is New York. Call me New York. This accent is starting to lose. Whatever it was trying to do, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Alright, now we're going back to Los Angeles. Kind of jumping around here, people. Just jumping around. Free-flowing, free-flowing. Improv! 
So we have the Los Angeles Clippers, which <laughs> the Clippers. I mean, come on. <laughs> no wonder they sucked for long, so long. Their name was the Clippers. Like, is that a hair clipper? What? Uh, okay, apparently a clipper is a large sailing ship used to transport goods. And the team got its name when they were in San Diego. And in 1978, they decided on a vote to call the team the Clippers. And then they just kept the name when they moved to L.A. What? Why would you do that? They had a vote and that's what they decided on? What were the other options? Uh, yeah, it's down to the straws, the forks, the moist towelettes, and the sun-dried tomatoes, and the clippers. What do you think? Uh, I guess we'll go with the clippers. And then we have the Phoenix Suns, which is stupid because there's only one sun. It'd make more sense if they were the Phoenix Stars, or the Phoenix Sun. That's why the... The Miami Heat, or the Miami Heat, they're not the Miami Heats. It's like not everyone on the Phoenix Suns gets to be a Sun. Because there's only one Sun, and what what are you implying? That Phoenix has multiple Suns? I feel like in the places where it's really hot, they kind of just gave up. Like their brains are so fried from the heat, they're just like, eh. Just something, just, we need people to know how hot it, hot it is here, just... Something to do with the heat, please. Phoenix, Phoenix Sun, Phoenix Suns, whatever. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, the sun, the sun's like the only thing we have here, I think. So, like, what? Yeah, 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 the, yeah. Sun, sun, sun. The sun, the sun is up there. The suns. We're, we're, we're the suns. Same, same thing happened in Miami. They were just like, I'm tired of the heat. I don't know what else is going on. Let's just let's just be the heat. Let's just embrace embrace the heat. It's the only way that we can get through this. What else? We've got the Detroit Pistons. Eh, I get the whole car thing being Detroit and all, but Pistons is a little weird. I don't know. I mean, kudos for creativity, I guess. Something about it just doesn't seem right to me. I guess it's because it's an inanimate object. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like a small inanimate object, a piston. It's just it's very it's very specialized and specific. It's like it's a little it's a little too specific, I think, for me. It's the fact that it's a little too specific, and it's an inanimate object. And usually, team names are like some kind of animal or something cool, at least. I mean, I guess pistons could be kind of cool if you're a car buff, but I I feel like I could go back on forth back and forth on this one, but for now I hate it, so that's that. Okay, there's there's the Indiana Pacers. What the hell? What the hell is a pacer? I hope it's just somebody who walks fast, and that's what they decided to go with. Like, yeah, you know, well, we live in Indiana, and we just got a lot of people who walk fast, so we'll just go ahead and go with the Pacer. We'll go with the Pacer. That sounds good. Yep, 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 yep. Apparently, the nickname was chosen because it was reflected both of the state's rich history with harness racing Pacers and the pace car used for the running of the Indianapolis 500. 
Is that all they do in Indiana is just race things? I mean, I guess. Like, what else are you going to do in Indiana? Ugh. Talk about the armpit of the country. I heard people are really bad drivers there, too. Or at least they just want to drive really fast, and they tell you. Maybe it's because they watch too much NASCAR, and then they go out for a drive. I figured like, that, that would be a dangerous thing to do, is to watch a NASCAR race and then go drive anywhere. Because, I mean, you couldn't help it. You'd be all jazzed up from the NASCAR race, and then you just get in a car. You know, it's not like it's not like you watch a football game, and then all of a sudden you're out on a football field. You watch a baseball game, and all of a sudden you're standing in the batter's box facing a 90-mile-an-hour fastball on your doorstep. Like, you can't do that, but you can watch a NASCAR race, and then all of a sudden just get in a car. So, you know, can't really blame them, I suppose. Also, what is with people being so afraid of planes? Or at least trying to rationalize it. Like, I, I get the fear. Like, the anxiety part where your brain is, brain is like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. But when people actually try to rationalize it and tell you that being in a plane is something you should be afraid of, it's like, yeah, no, 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 no. Have you ever been on the highway? Because people die on the highway like every minute and no one ever dies on a plane. How do you know that no one ever dies on a plane? Because when somebody dies on a plane, it is massive news. Like it's everywhere. Someone Remember the lady, the Southwest Southwest lady? Everyone knows about this because she like got sucked out of the window or whatever. But that was news for like three weeks. Everyone was like, oh my god, some lady got sucked out of a window. And if you went flying like on Southwest, people were like, don't get sucked out of a window. But every time you get in a car, somebody's not like, hey, you, you're, there's, there's a high probability chance that you or someone else driving in a car will die in the next like 30 seconds. So maybe you should be a little careful. We're like, no, yeah, yeah just get in the car, just... Go get your groceries. Don't, don't mind me. Don't mind anything. Don't mind that drunk guy going ninety. We are taught to be afraid of the most irrational things. Like if you ever turn on the news, it's like, like kidnappings too. Like almost nobody ever gets kidnapped, and if it happens, it's usually someone like in the family, and they're asking for money or some some something ridiculous. But it's very rare that anyone gets kidnapped. And now everywhere you look today, everyone's like, oh, I can't let my kids go outside because everyone's getting kidnapped. It's like, no, not everyone's getting kidnapped. It's just when somebody does get kidnapped, they blast it all over the news and they make a huge deal out of it so that everyone's afraid of people getting kidnapped. It's not People are not going down the streets of suburban neighborhoods and just snatching up random kids. Like, Just let your kids play outside, for God's sake. Mm, well, we will have to do a serious podcast episode about unsupervised play or something something related to that, because that's a big issue, you know? Kids not being able to play by themselves and figure out, figure out the rules of games alone and, like, figure out how to live in the world and just to figure, figure things out. That's part of, that's huge, so we'll... I'll I'll do more research on that, and we'll do an episode on that. But for now, we're talking about sports teams. 
And one of the stupidest team names of all time is the Brooklyn Nets. I tried to click on the link that tells you the history of the naming of the Brooklyn Nets, but it just didn't work, which makes sense because there probably wasn't any history to it. They're probably just like, hey, what should we call our team? Um, well, you know how there's a hoop? And, uh, you know how there's a net, like, uh, under the hoop? Well, we should be the Nets. <laughs> you know, that's not a bad idea. That is not a bad idea. Today, the Brooklyn Nets are playing the Bronx Hoops in a game of basketball. We are using a basketball. We are sponsored today by court. Today, we are playing on a court. The Utah Jazz! This one is dumb, again, because it's one of those teams that moved. They used to be the New Orleans Jazz, which made sense. And I actually like that name. But now they're in Utah, and so it just simply does not make sense, even in the slightest bit. It'd make a lot more sense if they were like the Utah polygamists or something. That joke was insensitive. Oh my gosh. I read this article on MLB.com about this baseball player from the Brewers. Josh Hader is his name. And he... He tweeted something when he was like 17 years old that was racist or sexist or something. And they just brought it up now. He's like 26 now or something. And they just brought it up and he's gotten in all, all kinds of trouble for it. And he has to do sensitivity training. MLB is assigning him to do sensitivity training and participate in like diversity uh, projects and stuff like that. And he's been like forced to apologize and all this stuff and it's like this is just that's that's too far like you can't that's what see that's what scares me about the internet is you can take something that someone said when they're 17 that who knows they who knows what's going on in your mind when you're 17 like especially especially like a 17 year old boy like 17 year old boys are horrible to each other and they're just horrible human beings in general so you can't expect them to not say really outrageous things. And then when you try and hold someone accountable for that when they're 26 and they haven't even thought about that for nine years and then require them to do sensitivity training, basically insinuating that they're not sensitive because it's something they said when they were 17, is there's so many things wrong with that. I don't even know where to start, honestly. It's like, look, we... We should all have sensitivity within us, and we should all be sensitive when it's right to be sensitive, and we should be as understanding as we can be. But how do you how do you train someone to be sensitive, and what what are you saying by sending them to a a a pro? I don't even know how would it work. Like what what would you do? I guess to me that comes more down to like virtue signaling and MLB trying to show that they don't support that kind of kind of speech and and rhetoric and you know obviously like fair enough like you obviously don't want to support that kind of thing like no way there's no place for it but we have to understand as people that organizations are not responsible for the things that people say within the organization especially if they said it like nine years ago it's the same thing 
with the whole Starbucks thing. You know, you had one employee who, you know, kicks kicks somebody out of the. I'm not sure exactly what the story was, but they like, you know, they kicked um, a black person out of the. I want to say restaurant for some reason, but Starbucks is not a restaurant. Whatever we want to call it, coffee shop. <laughs> Anyways, they like or they called the police on them, and for like no reason and. For the sake of argument, let's just say they were super racist and they were like the worst worst thing ever and they were a horrible human being. Even if that's true, that doesn't mean that Starbucks stands for that and that doesn't mean that Starbucks is automatically racist by nature just because one employee was racist. And there's there's so much more that goes into it. It's, it's so much more complicated than that. And so for Starbucks to come out and like close a bunch of stores and commit to racial bias training and all of that stuff, you know, it, that's just Starbucks covering up, basically saying, okay, we don't want to look bad. We don't want to look like we're racist. We don't want to look like we support this. So we're going to emphasize these programs that don't work. And it doesn't matter if they work. It doesn't matter if they work because it's all about, it's all about the image. It's all about, it's all about the, the reaction and Starbucks making sure that people think that Starbucks isn't racist. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter to Starbucks what their employees do. It just matters what people think of Starbucks so that they'll keep going to Starbucks so that they'll buy Starbucks. And they use the implicit association test to send people to these programs, these racial bias programs or whatever. And the problem with with the test or the way that people interpret the test, I guess the problem with that is that people aren't distinguishing between unconscious in-group preference and conscious hatred towards somebody based on their race because, see, those are two very different things. Almost pretty much everyone has an unconscious preference towards their in-group, and it makes sense, like, obviously your closest in-group is like your family and you're going to prefer your family. You're going to take, you know, you're going to place your family's needs above some random person's needs. And you could take that however far you want to go or whatever. And so we all have like some, some sort of in-group preference within us. And the problem is people will take these test results and they'll assume that an unconscious in-group preference is the same as racism and it's not that black and white it's way more complicated than that because racism is hating somebody based on their race and it's like it's like the most horrible thing that we do it's like the racism is the cause of like almost all of the ills in the world really and so the problem is when you just give a decent person this test who ends up showing some in-group preference and then you say, oh, well, this means you're racist. They're going to go, well, wait a minute. I, I'm i not racist. I know I'm not racist. Everyone who knows me, everyone who loves me knows I'm not racist. And now I have to go to a training seminar so I can be trained to not be racist, even though I'm not racist. And I think that's very off-putting for people, and it makes people really uncomfortable. And that's why those racial bias training things don't work it's been proven that they don't work and that would make sense why they don't work so we have to we have to discuss these things and we have to figure out how to alleviate 
the dreads of racism in the world but in order to do that we have to be honest with ourselves and we can't we can't do stuff like this we can't do things that actually make the problem worse just because on the surface it appears as if it makes it better all right kind of got sidetracked there let's get back to the important subject of dumb team names in sports because psh, racism who needs to talk about that I'm joking, obviously. I don't. I don't know why I needed to clarify that. I don't know how you know that, I, or how you would think that I wasn't joking there. But, anyways, I will. I will do a podcast episode, one of the serious ones on racism, so I can talk about that more. But this is supposed to be a Friday light light episode, so I won't. I won't go too far into that, and we'll get back to the team names, like the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets. We are the Nuggets, the Nugs. Apparently it refers to the mining boom, you know, where people were looking for gold and silver nuggets, but it still sounds ridiculous, especially when you consider that Colorado legalized marijuana, so that's pretty much what this gets associated with now. And that kind of worked out just perfectly. You, you really can't, you really just can't help but think of, of weed when you think of the Denver Nuggets now. They might as well be the Denver Nugs, or the Denver Eighths, the Denver OG Kush, the Denver Girl Scout Cookie Green Crack Hybrids. Screw it, just call them the Denver Meth Heads. <laughs> that was a that was a quantum leap there. Somehow we got from from weed to meth. It's like we're Jeff Sessions or something. All right, um, moving on to baseball. Baseball's got some good ones. Back, let's go. Let's let's go back to Los Angeles. Let's start there again, because we have the Los Angeles Dodgers. What is a Dodger? I might as well call them the Los Angeles Get Out of the Ways. Apparently, they're called the Dodgers because in Brooklyn, they were first called the Trolley Dodgers. Ooh, that rolls off the tongue nicely. After the complex maze of trolley cars that weaved its way through the boroughs of of Brooklyn. Interesting. See, another scenario where when you move the team, you should change the name. Then we have the Boston Red Sox and Chicago White Sox. Like, see, you have to have a mascot if you're a team. And what kind, what kind of mascot would a sock be? I mean seriously, a sock? You're gonna you're gonna be the socks? What next? You're gonna be the underwear? The Braziers? Hey, we're the Memphis undershirts. It's gotta be the least threatening name ever. Like why would you be afraid to play a team that has a sock on their jersey? Or their hat? You've got warriors and grizzlies and giants and Oh, the Sox. Baseball is full of unthreatening names. Like, there's hardly any really threatening names in baseball. The Philadelphia Phillies. That was just a cop-out. The New York Mets. Short for Metropolitans. We get it, New York. You you live in New York. Like, <laughs> it's a big city. <laughs> the Atlanta Braves. What? You can be brave. 
I don't know, you could be a brave. What does that mean? Oh, okay. I guess the name comes from a nickname for a Native American warrior. That's cool. See, that, that makes sense. That's a more respectful way to acknowledge Native Americans. Unlike the next team, the Cleveland Indians. That That's definitely the worst one. Definitely the worst one in baseball. It's probably a, right up there. It's like a little less bad than the Washington Redskins. Like, who names a team after a group of people? And it isn't even the right terminology either. People only called them Indians because when they got to America, they were too dumb to realize they were in America, and they thought they were in India, so they were like, well, these people must be Indians. <laughs> like, it's bad enough to name a team and a mascot after a group of people, but if you're going to do it, at least get the terminology right. I mean, could you imagine if there was a team called the Tallahassee Mexicans or the Fort Worth African Americans? It's like, it's so, it's so bad. Today we have a game between the Tallahassee Mexicans and the Sioux Falls Orthodox Jews. What do you think, Bobby? Do the Jews have enough athleticism to pull this one off? Cleveland Indians. Jesus Christ. Leave it to Cleveland to fuck something up that bad. I swear, Cleveland, with their names, is stuck in just such an ancient time period. I mean, think about their names. The Cleveland Indians. The Cleveland Browns, which is the worst one of them all. Like, what? Why? And then the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's like, what? what is this? The year 100? They need, to, they need to update these team names every once in a while. People get so stuck on the team names because they're like, Oh, well, there's so much history, and if you take away the team name, it takes away the history. And I have so many memories of sitting on the couch and drinking beer and watching the game, and if you take away the name, my memories are gone. And it's like, no, the memories are still there. Just, just change the name, damn it. Just change the freaking name. All right, what else do we have? If the Minnesota Twins. I know it's supposed to be for the Twin Cities, but that's not what anyone is thinking about here. And then, oh, we have the Cincinnati Reds, which is definitely one of the dumbest ones. I mean, who names their team after a, a color? Like, you're just going to name your team a color? It's not the Browns. At least red is a decent color. I mean, brown is the worst color. I guess I guess they used to be the red the red stockings and they just shortened it to the reds because they thought that made sense. If people didn't know how to pronounce stockings, I I don't know, but now you're stuck being a red. What do you do for a living? I'm a red. I'm one single red and the the rest the rest the rest of the people I work with are are also reds and and each and every one of us is a red but together we are the the reds and and you know it's it's a nice it's a nice work environment environment for, for us yeah oh okay now we have we have the oakland athletics and i i really hate this one i mean you you can be athletic but how can you be an athletic? 
You can probably tell I'm not a fan of the team names that are grammatically frustrating. Yeah, this one. Uh, no wonder nobody goes to their games. And then you have the San Diego Padres, which Padre just means father in Spanish, so that's kind of dumb. The San Diego Fathers. I guess it makes sense because they're a constant disappointment. Son, I'm disappointed in you. You'll never be what I thought you were capable of. Welcome to the Padres. Alright, so one of the best things about baseball is the names of some of the players. And so I wrote an article called the 12 baseball players, 12 baseball players with ridiculous names. Nobody published this, by the way, because it was too funny. No, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a terrible writer, but I'm going to share it here. First, we have Brooks Pounders of the Colorado Rockies. Well, pound my brook and call me a river. I doubt the Pounders family has a long history of pounding Brooks, but I would be disappointed if Brooks wasn't a strike-throwing machine. You know, the guy who just pounds the zone. Next, we have Aaron Bummer of the Chicago White Sox. Every time he takes the mound, he's a disappointment. He doesn't receive booze, only sighs. He is the most disconcerting man in the world. When you look him up on BaseballReference.com, it gives you the option of viewing more bummer pages. No thank you. I was having a good morning. Third on the list, one of my personal favorites, Jared Saltalamachia of the Detroit Tigers and every other American League team that he's played for. Where do you even start with this one? Yikes. I mean, seriously, talk about excessive. I could understand if your last name was Machia. I'd probably think, hey, that's a little weird, but I'll roll with it. You could even, you could even get away with La Machia. Hi, Larry La Machia. Nice to meet you. We've got some great deals for you today. Larry La Machia's used cars and old horses. How about I show you around? I'm not saying I'd let him show me around, but I'd consider it. I would at least be respectful. However, once you throw some salt onto that nonsense, I simply don't know how I can continue. Salt is great on some things, don't get me wrong. God damn it, stop eating my foot. Sorry, my dog is literally eating my foot. That's not dinner. Anyways, I'll take my salt on eggs, but not on my Lamakia, please. Next we have Chesler Cuthbert from the Kansas City Royals. If anyone in this man's family has a lisp, this is seriously fucked up. Then there's Jed Jerko, spelled G-Y-O-R-K-O. So it's not Giorko, and it's not Jayorko. It's something much worse than that. It's Jerko. Then there is Sam Tuivalala, also for the St. Louis Cardinals. The son of the famous Sam 3E Valala, Sam 2E Valala has a plus fastball and decent command. Since he also plays for the St. Louis Cardinals, he and Jed Jerko play Scrabble after every home game. But most importantly, he has the most singable name in the league. 2E Valala, Lady Dada, 2E Valala. 
Next, we have Brad Boxberger of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Hi, welcome to Buddy's Burger Joint. My name is Brad. Would you like your burger box today? I haven't even ordered yet. I know. Why would I want my burger boxed up before I even start eating it? Oh, is it your first time at Buddy's Burger Joint? Yeah. Ah, well here at Buddy's Burger Joint, we give the option of boxing your burger in with one of our signature box buns. Um, alright. I guess I'll try it. Perfect! My name's Brad. Next we have Lonnie Chisenhall of the Cleveland Indians. I once played a concert at Chisenhall. It was right next to the statue of Chiseled Balls. A guy named Lonnie made it. Next we have Kyle Bearclaw. I hope he has large hands and enjoys pastries. Speaking of hands, we have Brad Hand of the San Diego Padres. <laughs> That's what gets me every time. I don't know what it is. I just can't get the image out of my head of this guy walking up to me, sticking out his hand, and with a straight face saying, Brad Hand. It would, pay, it would be really tempting to point at him and say, You Brad? Then point at his hand and say, This hand? Then he would have to motion up and down his entire body and say, No, this all Brad Hand. Oh, correction by the way, that's Brad Hand of the Cleveland Indians now since he just got traded. Not that anyone cares. Lonnie Chisenhall might care. Next we have Shin Su Chu of the Texas Rangers. Try and say this one ten times fast. When I was a kid, I always thought that when someone said, say that ten times fast, it meant that I had to say it ten times the speed of normal speech and just keep saying it over and over and over. I've come to learn, however, that it simply means you must execute the saying a total of ten times, and it must be done fast. Fast is a vague and relative term, however, so it opens up a lot of possible cheating scenarios to be run in riddle contest, and that's a shame. Finally, we have Daniel Stumpf of the Detroit Tigers. And I'm stumped on this one, so that's all I have. Alrighty, on to the National Football League, where they play American football. Football Americano. Okay, we have the Green Bay Packers, which... A Packer. What? Apparently, the, the founder, Earl Lambeau, funded the uniforms through his employer, the Indian Packing Company, so he just called them the Packers. Damn, that is really stupid. Who knew? I never really stopped to think about that one, you know? I was like, oh, the Green Bay Packers, you know, they're awesome. They're the Green Bay Packers. But I never, I never took the time to think about the fact that their team is named after a UPS warehouse employee. Hi, welcome to Box Field, home of the Green Bay Packing Peanuts. Alright, so what else we got? The NFL team names really aren't that bad. There's... The New York Jets, apparently they were the Titans, and then the new owners wanted to emphasize the entry into the Space Age, Jet Age, and named the team accordingly. I don't know how I feel about that. Not, I'm not sure, I'm not sure if I'm okay with it. It's not the Browns, it's not the Cleveland Browns. How did this, alright... We gotta figure out how this came about. 
It says there's some debate about whether Cleveland's professional football franchise was named after its first coach and general manager, Paul Brown, or after boxer Joe Lewis, who was nicknamed the Brown, the Brown Bomber. Team owner Mickey McBride, they should have just named him the Mickey McBrides, conducted a fan contest in 1945, and the most popular submission was Brown's. <laughs> ah, Cleveland did it to themselves. How wonderful. Yeah, I guess that's what happens when you let people submit anything they want and then just choose the most popular answer. And I don't think that's an effective way to do it, especially when the clientele is Cleveland, just random Cleveland people. You gotta like, you gotta come up with some decent options and then, then you can have a vote. You can say which, which one do you guys like the best, but you can't just be like, give us something, people, because that... Yeah, that doesn't work. That's how you get the Browns. You have the New Orleans Saints. Seems a little egregious. The team was named the Saints due to its birthday on the Roman Catholic Church's All Saints Day. A fitting nickname for a team in the largely Catholic New Orleans area. The name was announced on January 9th, 1967. The team's original stadium was Tulane Stadium, which could seat more than 80,000 fans. I, I don't know why that was necessary to put in there. <laughs> yeah, alright. That was not too bad. At least it makes sense. You have the Los Angeles Chargers. Not really sure what that means. Baron Hilton, the hotel magnate. Magnate, whatever. Organized the team to start in the AFL in 1960 in Los Angeles. Fans were asked to submit, oh boy, names. The club's nickname was submitted by Gerald Courtney of Hollywood. Hilton selected Chargers in part because it coincided with the arrival of the new carte blanche charge card. Oh god, that is awful. Holy tits. The Chargers, as, on, as in I'm going to charge you money? <laughs> Oh, kill me ten times over and paint my casket with lead paint. Jesus, that is, whew, yikes. Congratulations, you've just signed a new contract with the Los Angeles credit card debts. Oh, we have a new segment, by the way. It's time for Shit My Girlfriend Says. This week's statement is, If someone ever messages me, how do you want to die? I'm gonna reply, soon. Oh, I love that woman. But yeah, we... Maybe next week I'll do this uh, social media. Do the podcast on social media. Because the people... Pe people on there are, are interesting sometimes. The whole dynamic of it is very, very interesting. It's all about... It's all about an image, you know? It's not about... It's not about honesty. And honesty is... That's what... That's what this podcast is about. That's what... To me, the most important thing that you can do is is be is be honest. And so, if everyone starts lying about who they are, oh boy, hoo -hoo -hoo, down that road we go to hell and obliteration and extinction and everything that is horribly wrong. Congratulations, humanity! It's not all bad though. There are good things about social media. So, I will do the pros and the cons. You can decide for yourself.
You better decide for yourself. Don't listen to me. Remember, I don't know anything. Just like you. All of you. You know nothing. Nothing, I tell you. The fact that we got a team named the Cleveland Browns is a perfect example of how we have no idea what the hell we're doing. I guess that's a good place to end it, as always. You know nothing, I know nothing, nobody knows anything. We don't know what the hell we're doing. Have a nice day, bye.